told you you had access to a set of keys that would give you the power to unlock doors in your life, would you believe me? What I love about these keys is not only would they unlock doors in your life, but also the life of your loved ones, your friends, even your enemies. Yes, it's true. Believe it or not, you heard me correctly. God has given every believer access to a set of kingdom keys. I say access because it's up to you when and how often you decide to use them. These keys will get you through whatever situation or circumstance you might be facing right now. Whatever you're going through in your life at this very moment, you have the key. Remember, I said get you through it, not around it. Why not around it? Because we're living in a time where we as believers have got to learn how to go through. Whatever door that's been closed in your face, just know you have the keys. I'm not just talking about any old keys. These keys have power. What am I talking about? I'm talking about prayer and the power of prayer. When prayer is used appropriately, it is extremely effective. I have found that it is the biggest defense armor against our enemies. It is the most effective medicine against sickness and disease. It is the most valuable gift you can ever offer up for a loved one. Don't dare underestimate the power of prayer. I can assure you there is no force on earth more effective than the power of prayer. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and starting today, for the entire month of July, we will be covering our five-part series entitled The Power of Prayer. If ever there was one of our Let's Wrap podcast series, you don't want to miss this one, is it? I can guarantee you that this Let's Wrap is going to be informative, powerful, and life-changing. Today on Let's Wrap, part one, prayer is the key. Our scripture today is going to be coming from Matthew, the 16th chapter, beginning at the 19th verse. Let's read. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. We see in this particular text, this is Jesus talking, and he's saying he will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. What is he talking about? Kingdom of heaven. He's talking about a spiritual kingdom or a place more than a physical place. He wants to give you the spiritual keys you need in order to have an effective spiritual life. So the word is letting us know that Jesus is giving out keys, but not just to anybody. Don't get it confused. There are stipulations with receiving these keys. What am I talking about? I'm talking about John 15 and 7. The word tells us, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, and we know that abide means accept, uphold, act in accordance with a rule, a decision, or respect, obey, observe, or follow. Jesus is saying, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now, when I look at this particular passage and I see the word if, to me, if means stipulations. He's saying, if you abide in me and I abide in you, because Jesus is the word, then you will ask whatever you desire. 
He didn't say you had to just ask for what you need, but he said, whatever you desire, it shall be done. As we take a deeper look into the scripture, I love the way Jesus said it here. He said, if, if you abide in me, that's letting me know that he's not going to just give his keys out to anyone. That would be like me telling a stranger where I live and giving him the keys to my house. That wouldn't work. I might come home to an empty house. So you see, God is not going to just give his keys out to anyone. Having a set of keys to the kingdom is serious business. Could you imagine if these keys fell into the wrong hands, the hands of an unbeliever? Jesus clearly said here, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Could you only imagine if these keys fell into the hands of an unbeliever or someone who is not mature in the word of God or rooted and grounded in Christ? These people will be going around binding up other people instead of the enemy. That's why the Bible says in John 9 and 31, now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. I know that's not a popular verse. A lot of people don't want to hear that. I have talked to many people who are not saved or many people who are unbelievers, and it can be a full-fledged argument trying to let them know that God is not hearing them unless they are praying a prayer of repentance. Many people believe just because they pray that God is hearing them, but the word is telling us in John 9 and 31, now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if a man be a worshiper of God, that means if you worship him, if you worship him, not just worship him, but worship him in spirit and in truth and doeth his will, him he heareth. Now, I know I may have lost somebody right there because somebody is saying at this very moment, now, if God does not hear uh, a sinner, how is it that I'm being blessed? How is it that my prayers are getting answered? How is it that I'm getting this and I'm getting that when I pray to the Lord? Well, I want you to know that there is somebody out there who has kingdom keys that you know. The Bible says the prayers of the righteous availeth much. I guarantee you there is someone in your life that is praying for you, that is interceding for you on your behalf. So God is blessing you because of the prayers of the righteous. So if you're listening to me right now and you are one of those worshipers of God that is doing the will of the Lord, I want you to know that you have access to keys and to God. 1 John 5, 14 and 15 tells us this is the confidence. When we look at the word confidence, confidence means the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Firm, trust, faithful. We should have confidence. It said this is the confidence we have in approaching God. We should come to God with a firm trust and a firm faith when we approach him. That if we ask anything, According to his will, there goes that word again, his will. He hears us. If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask for. So I stop by to tell you today that if you are one of those persons that are not saved, that are unbelieving, you're listening to me today. It is not because of you that your prayers are getting answered. I can guarantee you your prayers are getting answered because someone who is delivered, who is a worshiper of Christ, who is a believer of Christ, who is a child of the King is making petitions on your behalf. He said, this is the confidence, the feeling of belief and trust that we come boldly to the throne of grace. 
So we're somebody is coming on your behalf, approaching God on your behalf and asking according to his will. For the Bible says that we ask according to his will, he hears us. And if we know, we should have this confidence that if we know he hear us, that whatever we ask, no matter what it is that we're asking for, whether it be our children or on their behalf, or whether it be on our loved one's behalf, or even on the behalf of your enemy, he says, because the Bible tells us to pray for our enemy, pray for those despitefully use us. No matter what the enemy try to do to come against you, the Bible tells us that we continue to abide in him and his word abide in us. If we continue to please God, he said in his word that he'll even make his, our enemy to be at peace with us. So I'm telling you, prayer is the key. If you continue to pray for your enemy, pray for those who despitefully use you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No matter what it is that you may be going through today, just know that prayer is the key. Now we look at John 14, the 13th of the 14th verse. We see that Jesus is saying, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. You may ask of me anything in my name and I will do it. So here's Jesus again, confirming and letting the disciples know that whatever you ask in his name, so that the father might be glorified in the son, because it's all about doing the will of the father. It's all about the father being glorified in the son. He said, you can ask me for anything, ask it in my name and I will do it. I'm sure somebody may be asking the question, if Jesus will do what I ask in his name, then why haven't I received the job? Why, or why haven't I gotten the promotion? Or you may be asking, why haven't I received a husband yet? Or why haven't I got the uh, recording contract yet? Why haven't I got the new house or the new car? Or why am I praying for my husband to stay, but yet he still walked out on the family? Or why am I praying for my wife, but she still left me? Why am I praying for my child to live, but my child still died? Would Jesus tell us he will do whatever we ask in his name. But again, there are stipulations. Number one, it must be the will of the father. Number two, it must glorify the father in the son. God knows us better than we know ourselves. Remember the word lets us know that he is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. So what does that mean? That means he know our beginning and he also knows our end. He knows what we need and what we don't need. He knows what might be a hindrance to us more than a blessing. He knows that he can get more glory out of you and your circumstance without giving you that thing that you think that you need. When I begin to think back over the scriptures that I read in the Bible, I realize that there are delayed prayers, answered prayers, and unanswered prayers all throughout the Bible. Just a reminder of a few, I remember Abraham, when Abraham uh, prayed for an heir, God answered Abraham's prayer. Why? Because that was in God's promise to Abraham. Abraham also prayed for Ishmael to be his heir, and that was an unanswered prayer. Why? Because it was not in harmony with God's word, nor in harmony with God's plan. I remember when Abraham uh, prayed for uh, Sodom to be spared. He said if there were 10 persons were righteous in the city and that prayer went un unanswered. Why? Because there were not 10 righteous persons that can be found throughout the city. When I think about Moses and remember Moses asking to go over into Canaan, that prayer went unanswered. Why? Because of sin. 
But also Moses prayed for Israel to be spared. And God answered that. Why? Because of the intercession of Moses. I'm reminded of David. David fasted and prayed that God would spare the life of his and Bathsheba's child that they conceived out of adultery. But that prayer went unanswered. Why? Because that was not in the plan, uh, in line with God's will or his plan. When I begin to think about Elijah, uh, Elijah prayed for death and, and thank God, God didn't answer that prayer. God know when we're praying foolish prayers. So God did not answer that. It went unanswered. Why? Because it was contrary to God's plan, which was to translate him and to admit him to live bodily in heaven until the time he come back to earth as one of the two witnesses. So if God would have granted Elijah his request to die, and then that would have been out of line with God's plan. Even Jesus, when Jesus prayed to the Father in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed for the Father to remove his cup. He said, if it be thy will, remove this cup. But that was not the will of the Father. For, so Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. And Jesus bared the cup for us at the will of the Father so that we might be free from the law of sin and death. God hears you. God knows all about it. God knows that some of us are praying for things that are not in his will for our own pleasure. James, the fourth chapter and the third verse, it says in the King James Version, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. When I begin to look at the word amiss, amiss mean not quite right, inappropriate or out of place, wrong, faulty, flawed. You're asking, he said, you're asking, but you're asking in amiss. You're asking inappropriately. You're asking uh, for the wrong thing. You're asking uh, out of place. You're asking faulty. Your, your prayers are faulty. He said, a lot of our prayers go unanswered because when we pray, we're not praying right. It's gotten to the point nowadays, you hate to ask somebody to pray for you because many people, when they're praying, they're praying inappropriately. Instead of praying for you, they're praying on you. So you have to be very careful about who you're asking to pray for you. As I begin to look at this description, I begin to look at it, um, James 4, in the Message Bible. I love the way that version read. So I believe this would be a great time to apply this to our lives. It's talking about it's time to get serious. And in this particular passage, when you read it in the Message Bible, it goes, where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Where do we think all these wars and rumors and, and quarreling amongst each other and among the saints and among the believers and the non-believers, where do you think they all come from? He says, do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way. The fight for it is deep inside of you. You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. Does that sound like a time that we now live in where people are willing to kill you for things that they don't have, that, that you have, that they won't? It says you want what isn't yours and you will risk violence to get your hands on it. We live in a time now where it's a, a dangerous and perilous times where you don't know what might happen from one day to the next. It says you wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? Why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you have no right to. What is that saying? It says you're asking for something, but you're asking in a miss. You don't have any right to ask for that thing. Why do you don't have any right to ask for that thing? He says, because you're spoiled children just wanting your own way. A lot of time we've spent time in prayer asking God for things that we don't even need. And we know we don't need it, but we'll waste our time and energy asking God for it anyway. And the Bible tells us 
in James in the fourth chapter in the sixth verse, it says you're cheating on God. If all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God in his way. (laughs) I like that. It says you're cheating on God. If all you want is your own way. How many times we see something someone else got and we're praying that God would get the same thing to us when God knows we don't even need it. Or how many times we see things out in the world and we are covenant and, and desire to have the things of the world. The Bible tells us to love not the world, neither the things are in the world. For if we love the things of the world or the world, the love of the Father is not in us. But every chance he gets, he says, you're, you're wanting these things. You're wanting your own way. You're flirting with the world every chance you get. He said, and you end up enemies of God in his way. So now you're an enemy to God and you're in God's way. Why you're in God's way? Because you're impeding his plan for your life. You are impeding the purpose that God has designed for you. God has a plan. God has his will already in place, designed and set up for your life. And when we go out of our way, trying to do things on our own or trying to do things outside of God, we're now enemies of God and we're in the way of God's plan. He says, do you suppose God doesn't care? The Proverbs has it that he's fiercely jealous. He's a fiercely jealous lover. God is a jealous God. He said, I would not give you over to another. He said, I'm married to the backslider. If you're listening to me today, know that God is fiercely jealous. He's a fiercely jealous lover. And he's not going to just give you over to the enemy. He said, and what he gives in love is far better than anything else you will find. What God has for you, what God has, what God has laid up for you, what he has set up in heaven for you is far more better than anything else you will find. I used to always say I was looking for love all those years in all the wrong places. And many of you are listening to me today or doing the same thing. You're looking for love in all the wrong places in a man. You're looking for it in a job. You're looking for it in the next promotion. You're looking for it in a house or a car. You're trying to find something to satisfy that longing, that craving inside. But I want you to know today that there is nothing out there that's better than what God can give you or do for you. The scripture goes on to say in this uh, message Bible and James, the fourth chapter and the sixth verse, it says, and it's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud. God does not like proud. He said he does not like a proud look. God gives grace to the willing humble. So God is looking for those that are humble. He said, if you will humble yourself, that he would exalt us in due season. All we have to do is humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you. Those things that you're praying for, that's according to his will, He's going to gladly give it to you. He said, if a, if a natural father know how to give good gifts to his children, how much more do our heavenly father know how to give good gifts to us, his spiritual children? It goes on to say in the seventh verse, so let God work his will in you. We should not want anything else worked out in us, but the will of God. He said, yell aloud, no to the devil and watch him scramble. Don't give in to the enemy. He said, don't give the devil a foothold. The Bible tells us. He said, if the devil got a foothold, he gave me a message once. He said, it's time to get loose. Shake yourself loose from the devil. If he got a foothold, the word goes on to say, say, say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. He said, quit dabbling in sin. Whoa. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. 
quit playing the field, hit bottom and cry your eyes out. So he's, he's, what he's, what is he saying? He's saying, quit dabbling back and forth and seeing, quit going back and forth, quit playing the field. And then you hit rock bottom. Then you cry your eyes out. He said, the fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. Prayer is the key church. He says, get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. I love it. Get down on your knees because that's the only way you're going to get on your feet. We have to get on our knees and pray to God. Prayer is the key. And I'm not just talking about prayer. I'm talking about the power of prayer. Once you get down on your knees and pray, don't get discouraged if God does not answer you immediately. One thing I've learned about God is delay does not mean denial. It might mean that you're just not ready right now for what it is that you're praying for. Remember our let's wrap message on identity crisis, the prodigal son. He was going to get his inheritance when his father died, but he couldn't wait. He wanted it now. And he received it and he wastes all his substance. Just know that if you've been praying and you've been praying for something in your life and it has not yet come to pass, it's just that God is delaying the process to keep you from wasting your substance. I do encourage you today, if you have not heard that message in its entirety, please go to our podcast and click on Identity Crisis. We're talking about the prodigal son. That is a powerful message as well. I want you to know today, church, that prayer is the key. There is nowhere around it. I'm talking about the power of prayer. Throughout this series, we're going to be learning about what the power of prayer is. You're going to find out that prayer changes things. We're going to also find out that persistent and consistent prayer is what we need in our life. We're going to find out and learn about praying in the spirit And most of all, we're going to find out that prayer is the battleground, spiritual warfare, standing in the gap. So I encourage you to continue listening to the podcast because we have some great things coming your way this month of July, and you don't want to miss this. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, Lord, we just come to you today thanking you, God, in advance for this powerful teaching that you're about to embark us on. God, we ask tonight, God, that you would teach us how to pray. Father, the way Jesus told us in your word, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. God, we just thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. We magnify your name for who you are. You are great and you're mighty. There is none like you. Lord, we lift you up. We praise your name, God. God, we just thank you for all things, for what you're doing and what you're about to do in our lives. God, we ask that you would just shape us mold us, make us in what you would have us to be. God, not our will, but thine will be done, God. Father, you said whatever we bind on earth to be bound in heaven, and whatever we loose on earth to be loose in heaven. And God, in the name of Jesus, God, we loose God, blessings upon your people today. God, we loose the minds of your people that they might receive your word with the power and the authority of your word. God, for you said your word is sharper than a two-edged sword, able to cut to the bone and the marrow to discern the intent of the heart, oh God. So everyone on the sound of my voice today, oh God, we pray, God, that you will send your anointing right now, God. Work 
work out every situation, every circumstance. God, let every prayer be met, oh God. Every request be honored according to your will in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bind the enemy right now. Every demonic force, every hindering spirit, everything that's not like God, we come against mind-binding spirit, the spirit that will come to bind the ears of the people that they might not be able to hear or receive your word. We take authority over the name of Jesus. God, we know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. God, we just thank you right now. God, even for our enemies, those who are trying to despitefully use us, those who are trying to throw monkey wrenches or trying to, to cause the way to be hard, oh God, we pray for them today, oh God, that you would just do a work in them, Father, in the name of Jesus, like only you can. Lord, we love you and we magnify you and we praise you. God, you're great and you're mighty to be praised. God, we just love you, God. God, we thank you for looking beyond all our faults and seeing our needs today. God, meet the needs of your people like only you can. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I am Elder Shanina Walker, and we want to thank you guys for tuning in today. We thank you for being a part of the Yasha family. We thank you for uh, following us on the Less Rap podcast. We also want to encourage you guys who are listening to us uh, by way of podcast. If you're not a part of our Facebook uh, following, to go to Facebook, Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook and join us on Facebook. Again, from time to time, we do give away gifts. We just had our podcast uh, supporters giveaway, and we did have three people that we gave away gifts to. So we want you to be a part of that. Please go to Facebook at Yasha Ministry Walker on Facebook and join us. And as you continue to listen, like, comment, or share the podcast with others, your name will go into the drawing to receive gifts from us. We ask for nothing in return except that you like, comment, and share this podcast. Our mission is that we spread the gospel around the world, that we share the gospel with as many people as we can in these last and evil days, that they might be delivered and set free by the blood of Jesus. I and Elder Walker here Thank each and every one of you for listening and following the podcast. We just want you to know that we love you, but God loves you more. Until the next time, have a blessed day.